It's Caitlin and Garrett, and, and welcome, welcome back, back to Monotone, Monotone Thoughts. Thoughts. We are in it for episode three. We are here. We are doing it. We've made it. We've made it this long. It's only three episodes, but that's a lot for us. That's a lot for us. <laughs> we have really stayed on track, and we've been keeping up with posting every single Thursday. So again, thank you guys so much for the support. We dropped our second episode yesterday, and the support that we've received is amazing. It's been amazing. And we have some news for you. What's the news? The news is we're going to move our posting date from Thursday to Wednesday. We're coming a day early. A whole day early because we originally thought that we would need a lot of time to edit these podcasts, but this shit is going a lot smoother than we ever imagined. So. And we want to not just start your weekend off right, but we want to get you through your week a little bit better with a little fun. I mean, what's worse than a Wednesday, knowing that you have two more work days ahead of you? So why don't we just release it on a Wednesday? And you get to hear these two dumb bitches. And their monotone thoughts. At you on a Wednesday. On Wednesdays, we wear pink and we listen to monotone thoughts. Let's go, girls. Anyways, it has been a very busy week, so let's do our little weekly catch up. Yeah. Ask me how I am. How are you? Not well, bitch. Not well. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I went from working three nights in a row at the club, and I am just mentally spent. Only three? I feel like you've been there for, like, all week. I feel like I've been there for the last five years. It's You are up at like 3.30 in the morning getting home, and I'm like, how are you living? I have no idea, but today we wanted to record this episode by noon, and I didn't wake up until 1 p.m. because I just... I know, I kept texting, I'm like, are you canceling? Are you, no, like, what's I'm, going I'm on? I'm literally just mentally brain dead, and I can't wake up from my slumber, and... <laughs> this is about to be a very chaotic episode. Is, I mean, I woke up this morning and chose violence as soon as I wo- woke up, because I worked last night, like I said, three nights in a row, and last night was just full of drama, and I have reached my mental limit on people's shit and their drama that come to me with their bullshit. I do not care. I do not care, and I feel like it's only gotten worse since I've gotten pregnant, and I'll tell you straight to your face. I don't give a fuck. You're done. I don't care. I I feel like I'm getting a little like that at work. I don't know. It's just like, it's the little things. The other day I was like, if I hear my name one more time, I'm going to lose it. I can't do it. Welcome to my life. I stand behind a bar and people just scream my name 24-7. I can walk over and say, hey, how are you guys doing? Anything to drink? No, we're good. Two seconds later, Caitlin! 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 I'm like, oh my god, if I hear my name one more time, like, I can imagine this is what it's like to have kids, where they just constantly scream, mom, 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 but it's just Caitlin over and over and over again. But anyways... I got to work last night. I was already over it as soon as I got there. I texted my husband. And I said, <laughs> my urge to walk out right now is, it's so high. Like, it's all time 10. Either I'm going to walk out or I'm going to stand behind this bar and just bust out in tears because I have mentally fucking had it. Like, I am so sick of listening to these men and their bullshit and their attention grabbing stories when it's written all over my face that I do not fucking care. You're like, out. As soon as I got behind the bar last night, it was just one annoying man after another trying to tell me how cool they were. <laughs> this one guy came in and he wanted to tell me all about how he had a boat and his friend wanted to vouch for him. Well, it's really not a boat. It's more of a yacht. But like, you know, he's just like, you know, trying to play it cool and act like he isn't worth millions of dollars. But it's not a boat. It's a yacht. And like, you should go out on the yacht. I'm like... Listen. No one wants to go on the yacht. Number one, I'm married. Number two, I'm pregnant with twins. I'm not going out in your fucking yacht. And the price of gas right now is astronomical. (laughs) How dare you? How much money are you pumping into this yacht to be driving hose around in a boat? I don't want to hear it. 
What do you want to drink? You know what? Honestly, it's good for this economy that someone's out here driving these hoes around. I mean, it's good for the economy that somebody is out here trying to drive hoes around on a boat all summer long because the price of gas is insane. And the fact that you have to spend all this money on gas just to have some attention from these hoes, it's just absolutely insane to me. So Why I'm don't like, you take your wife and your kids out on the boat? Take your wife and your kids out on the boat. Let they them would enjoy have it. a nice day. Why don't you take them to somewhere tropical out on the boat? I mean, if you're having this yacht, you can drive down to Miami for the weekend in your yacht and... Enjoy. Enjoy your family. But I literally cannot stand to listen to these men and their bullshit anymore. Like... I have mentally had it and I can't, I can't fake it anymore. I literally can't fake it anymore. So as soon as I walk behind the bar, I have annoying customer after annoying customer after annoying customer. And then we have an old employee that used to date one of our managers come into the club wasted Uh. as always a whole train wreck. I mean, we have the ability to not serve people alcohol if we don't want to serve people alcohol. And I'm not serving this girl any more alcohol because I know that she's wasted and she's going to make a scene. Eventually she orders alcohol, not from me. Not from the other bartender. She orders alcohol, gets even more wasted, goes outside, and pisses on people's cars out in the parking lot. Excuse me? Yes. So I had to go outside and check my car to make sure, number one, there was no pee on it, and number two, that she didn't do something to my car because I was sure as hell that the because I refused to serve her alcohol that she went outside and tampered with my vehicle (laughs) that would all be on camera. And then I woke up this morning to her... Instagram messages of how I'm a bitch because I wouldn't serve her alcohol and she was just trying to have a good time. Let me tell you something. You do not give a fuck. I do not give a fuck. Do not bring this shit to me. I'm over it. I do not care. Your minuscule, sad life has nothing to do with me. I am there to work, serve drinks. I have the right to refuse service to anybody, including you and your alcoholic episodes. Yeah. Anyways, that was it for yesterday. So that's why I slept until 1 p.m. today because I've absolutely had it. Like You needed to regroup. I needed to regroup. And I am so over this fucking industry. And I've literally had it. Well, you don't have much longer to go. I don't have much longer to go. But I'm like literally so nervous to quit because I've been doing this for 10 years. This is how I've made money. This is how I've made money to survive. And I'm just so nervous to quit. I just... Do you think you'd like... Do you think... The kids are doing a little bit better. Like, you're feeling like you're a little bit better. Do you think you'd go back to even, like, one night a week? Hell no. I literally cannot go back. So I can't you, imagine. I could imagine taking you, care of kids all day and then going to that environment that is so toxic and dark and negative and having to deal with that. Wake, going to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning, waking up at God knows whatever time to take care of two kids. Like, you need to let, you've had your fun. Now let the mouse go. Let the mouse go. And I'm, like, so nervous to let the mouse go. And I don't know why I'm so nervous because I have all these opportunities set up from <laughs> hitting a big on things, TikTok. Yeah. I just don't know why I'm so nervous to let it go. Like, it literally keeps me up at night when I'm, like... What it, what's next? Well, I think everyone has that, like, what's next? But I feel like, are you going to have, like, your Hannah Montana, like, moment where you, like, leave the house and just, like, shut the door? There's going to be a little music playing, the <laughs> lights cut, and you're just going to be looking through, like, the glass, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, like. I don't know. So I quit, I quit working in the strip club, like, five years ago, and I said I would never go back. And you went back. And but, of course but I you went, went back. back diff- but I, I would say different. you went back very different. You didn't, it's not like you were like, mama's going back on the stage. Yeah. So I quit like five years ago from dancing. Yes. A stripper. Yes. I was a stripper. I was dancing. Um, I quit and I said, I will never go back to this industry. It is so toxic. I never want to step foot in another strip club ever again. <laughs> and I had no 
no path when I quit the first time. I just got my real estate license. I had no idea how to get a client. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life, but I found a job working at a shithole bar in my area. And I was like, I'm just going to work here until I get my first client, until I get my real estate license rolling. And um, COVID happened. Yeah. The big shutdown happened which was like very nerve wracking. So I had to make real estate work because it was my only means of making money at the time. And mind you, when COVID happened, you moved into this home. Oh yeah, we bought a house. The week of shutdown. Like I, you, we yeah, moved we you. A, we bought this house two weeks after the shutdown happened. Yes, but we moved you in. And I remember that weekend we moved you in and that Sunday night, I fully, my business went full closed for the next like six months. Yeah. So I was like, guess we're hanging here. Yeah, so when COVID happened, I said... This is it. This is it. I have to make real estate work. And, you know, I made it work. And I don't know why I'm doubting myself when it comes to quitting the club and making something else work. Because I know that I've always figured out a way to make money. At the end of the day, <laughs> I have always There's figured always out a way. how to make money. There's so many ways and opportunities to make money. It's the fear, though. But I feel like also a lot of other people, when they hear things that are not their traditional 9 to 5, they're like, oh, that, yeah. that's not going to work. What are you going to do? What about this? What about that? And I'm like... There are so many other ways, and you got to get rid of that, like, mindset of, like, well, I have to work this office job. I have to do this. Or even if it's, like, working the club, it's, like, well, I only know this, so I can't do anything else. It's too late for me. When it's, like, it's never too late. When my friends with traditional 9-to-5 jobs or, like, you know, salary jobs get – when they just ask me about how I make money – they are like so stressed for me. They always have something very negative to say because all they've only known is nine to five jobs and a salary job or an hourly job where I've never known that ever. I've either made... It's safe. That's why it's literally like, because you know what you're getting, you know what you're going to have. Yeah, it's always the safe bet. It's the safe bet. But But it's not for everybody. No, and also you can really screw yourself out of a lot of money by not taking a damn chance. Yeah, so like I went from popping pussy in a handstand to make money. (laughs) (laughs) To bartending to make money, to real estate, to you are, now TikTok. You, you are the Bethany Frankel of strip clubs. I mean, like, I just... Uh, I've been a world traveler when it comes to strip clubs. <laughs> Little I, Miss Entrepreneur. And I have really lived out my whole strip club life to the fullest. At one point, I was just a traveling stripper, I guess is what you call it. A traveling entertainer, if you'd like to get a little bit more... Put a little glitter on it. <laughs> a, little, a little pizzazz. <laughs> a little pizzazz. So at one point, I was just a straight traveling dancer. I would go from Miami to New York to work um, in the winter months. I would do two weeks in Miami, one week in New York City, and then I would come back to Maryland, my home base, <laughs> because I didn't want to fucking be here. I wanted to go make money other places and, like, see... What, what, what all the girlies were doing. There yeah. was so much more money to be made in different cities. And at one point, I didn't want to fucking be here. And I took full advantage of being able to have a flexible job and going to make money wherever I wanted to go make money. Yeah. So, like, I have lived this strip club life out to the fullest. I have done it all. I've seen it all. And I have all these, like, young girls in the industry that, like, work with me. Like, where do you go make money in the summertime? Where do you go make money in the fall? Where do you go make money? Listen, I'm not telling you shit because guess what? I'm not making any money off of you. So <laughs> You are so not the house mother here. I tell here. you where to go and you go and make money, you owe me 10%. 
Chris Jenner it. Uh, Chris, Chris Jenner it. Chris Like, I'm not out here giving any free tips to the people. Yeah, I'm not giving free shit out to nobody. Anyways. Well, you are going through it. I'm it's going through it. It's been a long and week. I literally woke up and chose violence today, and I'm not fucking stopping. I wish <laughs> that I honestly had, like, more of, like, an intense week, but I feel like all I've done is work, except for, like, literally Sunday I chose to be, like, a full lesbian and I went out on the literally went to Home Depot at like 11 o'clock in the morning I was like I'm gonna buy a mini like electric chainsaw I'm gonna take this little tree out front of my house I'm gonna really do everything now I have poison ivy all over my arms so I'm never doing it again but I did feel really manly like it was giving mask it I was mean, giving what I needed to get. Every once in a while, you just have those independent butch moments, mm-hmm. and I am so happy that you lived. And then I do it, and then moments. I'm like, I don't need to do it for another six months. I don't need to do anything. I'm like, now I'm like, I'm too dainty. I feel like the older that you get, the more you realize you need to hire somebody to do the things. Oh, like I didn't that. even do the cleanup. I was like, I literally threw it all in a pot, and I said, oh, I'm done. Can I tell you something that really pissed me off this week? Hit me. So our cleaners fired us, I guess, and like oh, not you getting let go. I, I think I lo- I got let go from the cleaners, and what but did it's you not do? just me. It's it was also, Eric. It's three other people in our neighborhood. They just ghosted us and they won't respond to us anymore. So it's three other houses so in which, this neighborhood. So, but here's the thing: now you need to find out which house did it, and you need to cut them out of your life. But like, what does it have to do with me? I know it's not me because I clean up before the cleaners even. Come. Yeah, you do. I've like, seen this place I, before. I'm like, I don't know, and I love that mentality because it's like, why are you little? You doing the whole job? Like, it's like you're nervous what your cleaners gonna think of you. Yeah, like, I just don't want them to come in here and judge me and say, look at this dirty, dusty bed. So, so in I, reality, you've wasted half your morning just preparing for them, and you could have just finished the job yourself. I but wake up, and I frantically clean before they get here, and I feel like they come in here, and they're like, why did this bitch even have us come in here? Because <laughs> it's already clean. Like, all we have to do is vacuum the floors and mop, and then we leave. Like, I love that. They're though. gone in 45 minutes, and somehow they just ghosted us. And I'm so upset because my husband and I were like, you know, we have these kids, we're gonna, you know, have all these responsibilities, and cleaning the house is probably gonna be the least of our responsibilities. So it's good to find like so, a good company. Yeah. So we were like, we'll probably get the house clean once a week, once every two weeks, instead of our weekly or our monthly deep clean. And they just let us go, like without a warning. They Ugh. won't respond, and I feel like I need closure. What did I do? Because you need closure, and you need to find me. out if it was you or if it was someone. Like someone <laughs> down this street has ruined it for you guys, and I would stop being friends with them when you find out. Because once you find that trust, you're not going to find it again. Like they have your codes. I mean, also you need to change your codes to your home. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so Damn now it. now they've ghosted you, and they also have all your alarm system and everything. So that's really good. I love that for you. Like, please come back. <laughs> You're like, I'll keep the door code <laughs> the same. You just come back. We don't even have to talk about this little, like, this little hiccup. Like, I'm so upset. Please come back. And, like, I really, I had a plan with you guys. Like, I was really. You had a plan? Yeah. Like, I was hoping that things would, you know, this would work out long term, <laughs> and you would clean my house once a week when I had kids, because I don't want to do it. You wanted them to watch your family grow. Yeah, I wanted you to watch my family grow. And now you guys just ghosted me. And you ghosted everybody in the neighborhood. And we're all upset. And please come back. I'm this so is, scared. This sounds like the worst type of breakup you could really have. Honestly, I feel like this might be hurting you more than if your husband left you. But, like, I also thought maybe there's something wrong with their phone. So I did text them, like, four times in a row. Well, like, I, every day I texted them the same message. Okay. seeing if they would respond. Because I am that nervous. No, I have to share something. So I've been doing... You know that I've been doing, like, I... have in charge of a lot of hiring yeah. and I'm doing major hiring and you know a lot of like of course we see everywhere people are like 
people don't want to work or people don't want to show up or, and like, I get all the things I'm not here to like bash on anything, but like, it is so weird. Cause I had someone literally apply for this job that I knew from like 10 years ago. <laughs> you told me about this. I think it's so funny. And <laughs> I knew of them and I was like, so I reached out to them like on like Facebook and I was like, wait a second. Like I saw your name. Is that you like really applying? And they were like, yeah, like, I'm so excited. I was like, oh, call my cell phone. Like, we'll just do an interview, like, other thing. And we did, like, a formal interview. But I, I gave her the job. I, like, went above. Like, I literally went. Didn't you, like, offer her more than what they oh, had paid? Oh, I, I, like, got into a fight with, like, HR about it. Because I was like, no, I'm going to give this person w- yeah. way over the pay. I know Honestly, the next, the next position above, bigger than their pay. I'm like, I'm going to hook this person up. I know that she has kids and all that. And, like, you have to think of, like, your family and it makes sense to you. So I'm like, I want to set this person up and feel like it's great. But um, she accepted the job. She did everything. And then she was like, can I have the schedule? She was like, that looks great. Um, And then just stopped responding. And I, for two days, I was like, hey, girly, um, haven't heard from you. Hey, like, is it your phone? And like, so like her phone would work, but then like she wouldn't answer, but like her texts were read. Like I just, it was so weird that I was like, okay, maybe like something's going on. Like, I don't know. And then it was like day three. And I was like, if I text this person one more time or call them, she's probably going to like get a harassment charge on me. Yeah. I'm going to block your phone number. Listen, I'm going to block your phone number. You've been contacting me. And the answer is no. You are just taking the head. I'm not mad at someone that wants to literally like just not show up. But like, if I know you, like, we're still, you follow me on, like, Instagram, yeah. that's weird behavior. And you went out on a limb and got into a fight with HR trying to get this person more money but, than and they I, were offering. Let and all then, that go. I'm good for, the, like, I'm like, you know what? I want them to thrive. But, like, just at least show. Like, just be like, and I, I think I said, like, hey, like, if you change your mind, totally okay. My mind, why did I say that? Like, just let it go. But, like... I just was like, this is weird. I don't want to, like, ruin, like, a per. It's not, like, a personal relationship, but it's, like, a. we know each other. We see each other. We have friends with each other. Like, we know mutual people. Don't do that. It's weird. Now I feel uncomfortable, and I don't know what to do. Like, I can't block you. Like, it's weird. Like, I'm not... I don't have any, like, personal ill will, but I also, like, what the fuck are you doing? That is so bizarre to me. But, like, I live for, like, a no-show. Like, don't show. Like, work. I No, just, like, say something. No, if you know someone, you should say something. But, like, the people that, like, yes, there is a lot of hiring that goes on where you hire someone, and then they just don't show up on the first day. And I'm like, so that's why I'm like, when people complain, I'm like, I never have someone start, like, that I would actually need. Like, I'm like, oh, no. Like, now I've learned, like, I'm not done interviewing for a position, until they've worked, like, two weeks. Yeah. Like, I want to have a backup for everything now. And that's so weird and annoying. But, like, not when the girlies that know you, like, ghost. Like, don't ghost me. Oh, my God. At my, I have abandonment issues. At my job, it is very common that a girl comes in one night for work. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, it's a no-show, and then it's a text. Um, well, this job isn't what I thought it was going to be. What did you think it was going to be, baby? Or my boyfriend doesn't want me working there, or I'm going through a breakup, <sighs> and my boyfriend or ex-boyfriend said that he'll stop talking to me if I continue working there. And I'm like, you signed up to work at a strip club, and now you're saying that you didn't know what this job was about? Interesting. That's very interesting to me. So what I did is I went out of my way to train you for one night. I don't get paid extra extra to train people. I don't get paid extra to help out. I went out of my way to train you, and then you turned around and said, this job isn't for me because I didn't understand working there. But this isn't an Applebee's. What did you think? (sighs) 
These fucking bitches are just too much. They're literally too much. All right. Well, I think this is a great time that we transition into a little Hot Topics. Our favorite portions of the show because... Us girls live on Bravo. We do. <laughs> we live on Bravo, and especially Real Housewives. And this week, they launched the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills mid-season trailer. And it was so good. It is the takedown of Kathy Hilton that I needed. Leave Kathy Hilton alone. I don't know why everybody likes to gang up on her. I think because, well, this is like the usual, every housewife gets their first season is always good. Denise Richards, every Garcelle, every single one. They come on, they have a great first season because everyone's like, they're the new bitch. It's either, or it's like, if it's a big name, then they get their moment. Like, they get a great first season. But if it's like a no name, then it's the takedown. Like, how, like, who are you? Do you belong here? Yeah. Like, Sutton didn't get her moment, but they were all scared of Garcelle. Mm. Like, Kathy came in, they were all like, oh my God, it's Kathy Hilton. Like, it had to be a whole production, which I truly believe has been at all an act the whole time. I mean, this is Kathy motherfucking Hilton. And if you don't know who Kathy Hilton is, you must be living underneath the fucking rock. Log out. <laughs> Log out. Like, if you don't know the queen of the Hilton hotels, Yeah, all of and them. it's not Paris. It's not Paris Hilton. It's her mother, Kathy Hilton and on this trailer they show Kathy Hilton having an absolute mental breakdown while the cast is on a trip to Aspen yes and the cast all said that she had like raging insane behavior where she was like screaming and throwing things and the only person that has nothing to say about it is of course her sister Kyle Richards because Kyle's scared Kyle's always been scared to stick up for everyone's scared of Kathy Big Kathy? No, she's not scared of Kim because Kim's easy what to be pushed. What do you mean? Over. She literally just lay down when Kim was having like her alcoholic drug rage. Because I think she was secretly scared of what Kathy would do. Oh yeah. On the behind the scenes, I think she's always just been scared. But the biggest thing too is what happened is no one really knows what really went down in Aspen. Of course they're going to show it, but I think I think they're going to edit very carefully around Kathy because I think Bravo's scared of Kathy. I think Kathy's got a lot of money. Bravo might have a lot of money, but so does Kathy Hilton, and she can probably edit that show any which way she pleases. Oh, yeah. If she gets her hand wrapped she around had, somebody's neck. Now I will say way. she does queen behavior. She had a literally a showing viewing party of last night's of the well, this week's episode of her coming back as a friend. Mm-hmm. It's not her premiering, but she had a full huge movie theater in her backyard, invited all the entertainment, press, everything, and she's only in it for like maybe five minutes like that is queen That's behavior but like she, she's like I'm gonna have this huge party but I truly believe like Kathy really is like she's I think she's scary like I think she's putting on act but I think she is a little scary um I think that she's only scary and she's only scary to all the other girls because every time somebody gets a little tussy they love to throw like lawyers out there yeah and Kathy Hilton can sue anyone she might sue us for this so everything we're saying is alleged (laughs) and these are just views and if you say anything that i don't believe with i I want everyone to know that caitlin's views are not the views of my own um because i'm a little nervous yeah so if kathy hilton wanted to take everybody down on that show by hiring um a lawyer she could definitely do that and she could destroy every single person on that show. she's coming for lisa and eric but i uh, erica but i truly believe that 
the reason she came on to Housewives is because of Paris Hilton getting married and doing oh, that yeah. show. Paris, yeah, she is huge. She is the moment. She follows me. I love her. We love Queen but Paris. But her shows are always a flop. So therefore, Kathy had to go on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to, be to try to promote and Paris Hilton's new show and her also getting married. And it worked. And it worked. It really worked. And I was work. in. And it was, in, honestly, NBC, Peacock, like, that worked for her. So, like, mm-hmm. and I love Peacock. Everyone hates it, but, like, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls, like, they're giving the girls and the gays everything we need. So, what do you think Kathy's whole meltdown was about while they were in Aspen? Well, the rumors are she either said the F slur about a gay and assistant. Fag. Oh. I can say it, you can't, and that's <laughs> to all of you straights. So, you better understand that right the now. The F slur, I was like, the, like, fuck? Like... No, she hit it, but I think she hit it with the full word. Like it was a slur, like it was oh, towards no. it somebody. Was and it was towards like a, nasty a game, way. like in a nasty way. So that's all over, and everyone said it was all over a DJ not playing uh, Michael Jackson song. Like at what? At like a party, like a cast party. So like what happened was like that's what everyone's saying is what happened. Um, and then another thing is the like they were filming that party, and when she went home, they didn't film at Kyle's Aspen home. So uh, Lisa Rinna is claiming she locked herself in the bedroom. And if there's nothing Lisa Rinna loves more, it's to take down the Hilton Richards girls. Like she's oh, not yeah. done until Kyle doesn't have family when oh, she leaves yeah. the show. A hundred percent. I live. The fact that her and Kyle are still friends even blows my mind because she's always trying to drag somebody. Always. Always. But if they bring up Erica's stale ass storyline one more time, I'm over it. I'm so over it. We gotta let it go. It's been how many? Two seasons? It's two full seasons. Two full seasons. But Sutton Garcelle can't let it go. Yeah, two full seasons of Erica's legal battles with her ex husband that. It's Tom. Like, honestly, it's Tom. So, like, even if she did, like, I still to this day, I, I believe she knew that Tom was shady. I believe she knew that. Things weren't right, but I do believe, and there was clips of it on the last like season before he went down that he was like mean to her. I oh, truly he was think nasty to she her. knew that he was shady and he was like not a good person. Mm-hmm. But I think she was like, "Listen, I'm in it. I get the money. I'm dancing for the gays. I don't. I'm probably screwing every guy behind your back." And oh, like, yeah. great, we'll just keep this image up. And then when she probably realized like how bad it was, like she was like. I don't fucking need Yeah, just, like, the scenes of Tom Girardi talking to Erica like she was an absolute child, it it gave me chills because I can just imagine that's how their, their life was because yeah. she always referred to him as, like, a mentor. Which like was a dad. It's like weird. a dad, which is so weird to me. But whatever. She gave the earrings back, so well, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, what else do you have for me? Well, I do know... Another thing about Kathy Hilton, though, I will say this, is Paris Hilton had an old show, and only the, like true gays are really going to know this and the true girlies she had a show on some like oxygen I think it was on oxygen and it was called the world according to Paris it had one season Mm -hmm. and it was just her like doing community service after like that weird like jail time and like an assistant being like Paris it's time to wake up you gotta like it's time to do it and she's like I don't want to go and it was like the whole season was really after Brooke Mueller being an alcoholic and like going back to rehab and they show like a scene of Brooke Mueller like and mind you if you don't know who Brooke Mueller is Charlie Sheen's ex I don't know too much about her she had two kids Denise Richards 
another Charlie Sheen ex was watch took on those two boys of hers mm-hmm. when the mom was in rehab and Kathy was on that and I'll never forget like the scene where Paris is like crying to her mom being like the world hates me sometimes and it was before Paris's nose job so it's gonna stick into my head all the time because I was just staring at that nose and she literally is like crying to her mom and her mom's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere. It's like split personality. Her voice gets deep. She is literally screams like she's like Paris. And then like literally just pretty much is like, that's enough. Like really in Paris, like looked up, like was like, wait, we're filming. Why are you doing this? You can't show the side. I mean, I live for any woman that has a mean streak and doesn't mind showing it. Like I will literally yell at people for no reason too. like, I'll just snap. So like me and Kathy have a lot in common where you get in these rage fits and you're just going to throw shit and yell at people. So like I, you do have that. I appreciate her. I snap a lot. And you, (laughs) and you relate to her personally. I think, yeah, but you don't do it in front of people too. So maybe you are a little like Kathy. Uh, Oh, I do it in front of people. I don't give a fuck. I have a short fuse, and I really enjoy another bitch that has a short fuse, too, because it shows that we are two real-ass bitches. <laughs> that know how to get down. Know how to get down and know how to get scrappy. I think, uh, so, of course, we're all excited. That was the most of the trailer was the takedown of Kathy Hilton. Um, the other t- little bits of it was, like, I think they showed, like, a little bit of Garcelle and her friend Sheree. Boring, which, boring. Sheree? Uh, there's only one Sheree There's only one Sheree, and she owns Sh- She by Sheree, and she wears a nice And if it's not spring, spring or summer, summer jogger, <laughs> then get out. Like, I don't want you. Yeah, we can't have two Sherees on Real Housewives. It, just get going. So, and then I don't think really Dorit has much of a storyline. I don't think any of the other ones, uh-huh. especially after that. Like, I think her storyline was her house getting broken into, which I know you still really do not believe. I do not believe that her house really got broken into. I think that it was all staged. Um, I think it's... A shitty thing to say because she seems so shooken up and so distraught after having her house broken into, which anybody would. Yeah. But it just doesn't add up to me. And I've been seeing a lot of things on TikTok how there's like all these conspiracy theories about how she staged it, which I completely agree with. Agree with because she went on national television and apparently was bragging about her closet and all these luxury items and how much money she spent and that she doesn't have things gifted, that she spends her own money on these items. And then that same night that that aired, somebody broke into her house while her husband was in London, in London. and they broke in through the kids' playroom, broke the glass to the window, came in her house, and... I guess really like held her hostage in her bedroom and she pleaded with them, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt my kids. But in 20 minutes, they got away with over $100,000 worth of merchandise with like shoes and bags and jewelry and watches. But at the end of the day, what is $100,000 to you? No, they, well, they, but here's the thing. I will say they were on the, like after that happened, talking to Lisa Rinna and he's like, well, they didn't get most of the jewelry, so it didn't really matter. And they got a couple of my watches and he's like, and Lisa's like, oh no. And then he's like, oh, it was only like about like a few, like 10 grand ones, like something. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what is that? Like, it's fine. Yeah. But I guess it's really not about like, you know, the value. It's about the insurance of, claim. <laughs> the value <laughs> of the items, which I'm sure everything was insured and they got their money back. But apparently they held her at gunpoint in her bedroom for 20 minutes and she pleaded with them, please don't shoot me. Please don't hurt my kids. But then this is where it gets a little weird. It gets a little weird. A little dicey. A little dicey. But apparently they took her cell phone and she said, yeah please just leave my cell phone or pleaded with them something about the cell phone. Like at the gate. And they left her cell phone that was flashing a light. I don't, I've never seen a phone do that. So I was a little curious about that. Uh, 
I know that there's like a setting that if somebody's calling you on your cell phone that you can like turn on the flash so like not oh, the I cell phone that. is like vibrating yeah. and flashing at the same time but it shows in the security camera footage when these three men left her front gates they left her cell phone flashing on like the stoop so like what person robs a house holds you at gunpoint a celebrity of this... And then leaves your phone. This big celebrity and then leaves your phone at the front gate and says, you know what, take your cell phone. Yeah, we, we stole $100,000 worth of your shit, but take this $1,000 cell phone. Like, and I'm, and I'm going yeah, to leave... Uh, we're going we're gonna to keep this cell phone. And he said, don't call anyone. Like, Yeah, don't call anybody, but we're going to leave your cell phone. At the gate. Okay. It's a little weird. But another thing I will say, though, I am... I'm not happy that she had a break-in, but I am really happy for her post-Kim Kardashian break-in era looks. Like... Her on the show. Oh, like coming in in like a jogger. Jogger, like straight hair, back, no like makeup. Full, no, well, like it's, it's no makeup. makeup. It's no makeup, but makeup. But like it's what you're what, wearing right now. Yes, like but, as what, a gay man. but what Kim did, <laughs> yeah. and it was so good. It was like everything to me that I needed, and I hope she keeps it up. Of course, she comes in wearing the no makeup makeup look, like beat to the gods. She's ready. Like what? Literally, what you look like right now. And I'm always going for that. My home was just broken into. I was held at gunpoint, and I'm in my Kim and Dorit bag. <laughs> and then when PK came to Kyle's house, and then it was it Lisa that said, "PK, are you wearing leggings?" Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, just kick a man while he's down. Like, like his like, wife was literally just robbed and at gunpoint, but like attack him for his little joggers. And they were she by Sheree joggers. Yo, PK, what the fuck are you you wearing? wearing? (laughs) I can't. Alright, let's dive into the next topic. I think that we've done enough on this one. You're not gonna go in to Diana Jenkins? You have nothing to say about this woman? You want to just move on to without Diana? I don't know who the fuck she is. I don't understand what's going on there. I just <laughs> no one's lights only, are on, but no one's home. The only thing that I've gotten from her on this whole season is that she she has money, honey. I don't know where the fuck She's this rich. money came from, and that she conceived a child at how old is she? Uh, like forty. Four. I don't know. Yeah, she has a newborn baby, and that she wants to conceive more kids. I don't. And the husband's that, gay. Other than, yeah, you have a gay husband, you're trying to conceive kids. I don't know what else we're doing here. Okay, well, (laughs) if that's it for Diana Jenkins, then let's move on. She won't be here next season, I can tell you that much. She's not coming to reunion. Bore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what do you have for me next? So, another huge Bravo topic. The biggest one that everyone is flipping out about. Honestly, Andy has listened to the gays, the girls, and our prayers have been answered. Tamara Judge is coming back for season 16 in Orange County. Season 16. This is the oldest Real Housewives franchise is Real Housewives of Orange County. 16 seasons. That is absolutely insane that, that nobody is. is sick of these bitches yet and that she is coming back. They are like, you know what? This She's waited for this. She's done her time. It's only been like two seasons. Yeah. But she is back and... I am excited. So for anyone that doesn't know Tamara Judge, she came on, I want to say season two. No, uh, three. No, three. Season three yeah. of Orange County. And she was the youngest housewife and the hottest. And I'll never forget her one tagline on like season like nine where it was like, I may not be the youngest housewife, but I am the hottest. <laughs> she, <laughs> I love that big dick energy for her. Honestly, I'll never forget her in the back of the limo with, with her, her ex-husband, ex-husband going, 
I want a fucking divorce. Like, <laughs> she got so deep with that voice. Anytime I think of someone, honestly, if you, like, tell me, like, you're fighting with Eric, I just think of Tamara going, I want a fucking divorce. It's so good. And <laughs> being like, I don't give a shit. Divorce me. Yeah, then. he did not care one bit. So for people that don't know, she came on season three. She's been on all the way till 14. She hasn't, well, no, 13. She wasn't on for 14 or 15. She got let go. No one saw it coming. She definitely didn't see it coming. I mean, I think that her time just expired, and I said, listen, you need to just sit down for a second, and then we'll, Take a break. we'll approach you when We're we ready. think you're ready again. A hundred percent. And I also think, so I'm sure Vicky is somewhere sweating. <laughs> Please bring Vicky back. She is really losing her mind. So honestly, Real Housewives of Ultimate Girl Trip, they just ended, like yesterday was the finale. And they announced it on Wednesday. And I liked the way that they announced it. And I was actually shocked. I never watched Watch What Happens Live with Andy because Andy, we're going to get to him. Mm -hmm. But I've never watched, but I was keeping on the background. And that dumb, like, little guest doorbell ring came on. And I see Tamara. Well, Tamara was on the night before with Vicky. And I was shocked. Are her and Vicky, like, still friends? Yeah, they were on this season of Girls Trip together. Okay. And they're still friends, but... I thought they were going to announce it because Jill Zarin brought it out and everyone was like talking about her coming back, but it wasn't uh, confirmed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if they announced it on Watch What Happens Live with Vicky just sitting there and awkward, like, Tamara's coming back. Vicky, you're still too old. We're done with you. I would have gagged. It would have been everything. But they did the right thing and they waited for her. They waited for her to come back the next night, which I'm sure. (laughs) I want to know did Vicky go home already? Was Vicky gone? Because they waited for Thursday and I think, well, no, they waited for Wednesday. They were on Tuesday night. I think they must have had Vicky go home. Tamara was probably like, oh, I'm just going to stay one more day with a friend in New York. Like, you Mm -hmm. go home. Yeah. And she came back in. She walked in. Andy, of course, acting dumb like he doesn't know. He's coked out of his mind, allegedly. And he, then she's like, grabs, she's like, oh, I forgot something. Goes to the back display, grabs like the orange dis- oranges from the like display in the back bookshelves. And she's like, he's like, oh, what? What is this? And she does like fun little like the judge is back and drama is in session. And I lived. I lived. You know what um, the whole Vicky and Tamara thing reminds me of? It's like when you're hanging out with a group of friends and they're like, hey, we're going to go out to dinner next Friday night. But they're not talking to you. They're only talking to like the other friends. Yeah. And it's like, did you just do that in front of me? Like you just invited other people to go out to dinner next but Friday I'm not- night, but I'm not invited. Like, yeah. That's rude. Very ignorant. rude. Um, <laughs> I just feel so bad for Vicky. But I she's, also, she's so old and she's got to let go. And she, she gonna, had her she's chance. She's going to go whoop it up, fall down, break a hip on camera. And she's going to sue Bravo for all their work. Yeah, so they're she, done. She's, she's 60. She's 60 years old. All right. So who else is on? So for the lineup right now, of course, Heather Dubrow, who came back last season, another little returnee, but they really made all last season about Heather. It's always about Heather because Vicky's not there anymore. It used to be all about Vicky and now Heather takes the spotlight. And had Shannon shaking in her boots and now, so Heather's confirmed, which, Mm -hmm. and Shannon's confirmed, Mm -hmm. confirmed. And Tamara, of course, had that really big fallout with Shannon because after she was let go, Shannon just stopped taking her calls like a true friend. Mm-hmm. It was like, you're not filming anymore. I, w- I honestly, I don't, and I'm not mad at Shannon for that. I'm going to be very honest. If we're filming a show and like in a friend group and one is out, like, what do I, do I have time? Do you have time? 
Yeah. No. I, I think, you know what Shannon That's said? That's not nice. Shannon had to do what she had to do, and I'm not going to fault her for it. Like, Shannon's just being Shannon. Of course. So, Heather, Shannon, Tamara, and Emily, of course, and Gina. Gina. Is not con- fully confirmed. Everyone said she was going to be a friend of, and no one's saying anything. Like, now it's like, well, she might earn her spot. And I'm like, well, when did she earn the first time? Well, like, I have a question for you. What else would Gina be doing if she wasn't on that show? Living in that sad little casita. With all those kids. Yeah, they have, like, way too many kids now, both her and that new boyfriend. And you know what's so weird to me is that if you ever went to somebody's house that had all those kids stuffed in a little house like that, it would be an absolute disaster. But her house, always in the background, is so tidy and clean. There's nothing on the countertops, nothing on the floors. You don't see a single toy. Are you talking about, like, in the confessionals? No, just like when she invites. I was say that's a fake backdrop. She girly. invites the other girls to her house. They come over and it's like it's not touched. There's no toys. Like you go to anybody else's house that has all those kids stuck in a small square foot like that. There's fucking shit all the way up to the ceiling. They're hoarders. They're hoarders. But like, her, where are these kids staying in this all house? All in one bedroom. Do they all just shove all this shit upstairs when the cameras come over? Probably. Okay, she she bores me. She bores me. And then, there's, and then there's talks about Alexis or Gretchen, which are old housewives coming back. Who would you want? I mean, why can't we find somebody else that's like, you know, can give a little pizzazz because these girls are not doing anything. They, I feel like they need ratings. I also feel like Alexis for me, keep her. I don't need her. Yeah, I, I don't I need, need her back. Her. I would like Gretchen because her face tuning skills, she doesn't have a, like she doesn't have nostrils. And I love that she's so confident going in. Like she's fully like taken her nose off every photo. <laughs> I haven't seen her nose in about six years. And she's committed to it. So I like her. And honestly, let's give it her back. Is her and that guy still married? Slade. 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 Are they still married? Yes. No. They're still married and they okay, have one well, kid. I, I think that they need to come back because they were toxic chaotic energy like it's two for the price of one so they really should and they were always like opening these new businesses making no money failing at it and he was like he was a stand-up comedian just going in on vicky it was great where at one point they were like selling these disgusting purses yes yeah (sighs) and then they're gonna bring two new girls so they did take off um noella and dr jen already confirmed that they're leaving okay where are you about to go? I know where you're about to go. Um, so I absolutely hate Noella's guts as a person. Like, she is everything that I don't ever want to be around in my you life. You literally have a friend that reminds me of Noella so badly. Okay, well, we can. And you know that. <laughs> okay. But, like, I hate Noella. Like, as soon as she came on the show and Speaking. she was just spewing emotions, I was like, I don't want to hear it. I just, every time she comes on this TV, I want to mute it. And, like... I love that her husband left her because I don't blame him. He, she's the most annoying human being I've ever came across in my entire life. I love that there was that one scene when they're in the mountains and she, all the girls are going out for like some dumb little trip, and she was like, "I'm just gonna stay home." And then she had her and one cameraman walk to the middle of nowhere for a little stream creek and just wrapped herself in a Louis Vuitton like huge scarf and just screams and then it's silent and I'm like that poor cameraman who's just sitting there like shaking with the camera like is now she what kill herself <laughs> on camera like what do we do where is this going she scared me a little bit and Dr. Jen was she didn't need to be there I can't tell you one thing about Dr. Jen other than her husband hates her guts um too and he wants to leave so bad but she pays all the bills and has all the money so therefore he can't do anything but just walk around with that little dog in his arms 
I'm dead. And then, you know... He's giving gay, weird energy. Like, he, he has dudes on oh. the side. Oh, yeah, no, he's living with two men now. <laughs> no, he's, you're lying. No, I'm lying. I don't <laughs> <Okay>. know. <laughs> he's in a throuple with two other men. I mean, he's in I, Vegas living his life. I can literally imagine him leaving his wife with no money to his fucking name and just, like, joining, like, a gay cult. <laughs> I think that's fun. I, I think he should, we would accept him, honestly. And, and that little dog. Yeah. <laughs> You and that little dog, too. I'm done with you. Well, I truly believe Dorinda is in Bluestone Manor, shaking, drunk, slurring at some poor assistant right now because she's not coming back. That pause is forever. I love how everybody thinks that Dorinda's a drunk, but really she's... There's something else going on. You don't think she's a drunk? You don't shove alcohol up your nose, so... (laughs) Yeah, she likes to drink, but, like, the reason she acts the way she does is because... She's turning. She's yeah. She's on something. Is that yeah. what you're gonna say? Okay, yeah, with she's that. um shoving these uh icy mountains up her nose, and she is on these rampages. Why do you think that she acts the way that she does? And you can see in her eyes where she's like shaking and red, and she's Bethany. like convulsing. It's like an exorcism because she's so yacked out of her mind. Bethany Rangel said it best when her and John came in and yelled at that brawl party, and she said, "You want to go lay some rails on the table and let's talk this out?" But she was the only one that had the balls to say that. Like she didn't care. She didn't give a fuck. She did I, not care one bit. That's exactly what I would have done too. I would have said, let's address the real issue in the room. You guys are all blaming it on alcohol, but really it's, what's happening with your nose? Is the real question here. Is the real question. Well, the one thing I would like to say before we leave Bravo is I would like listeners to go and subscribe to Andy Cohen on Instagram and just have his story notifications turned on your phone and please watch him sexually harass these straight construction workers for the last year and a half that he creepily records and makes it a note. Like, every two weeks, he has to make us know that he's in his bathroom. He's like, oh, they've all seen me naked. Oh, like, do you see? This is a new one. And I stumbled upon this last night while I was just clicking through. <laughs> and, I, just came out of my <laughs> and I literally stumbled upon where this he's, like, filming a guy eating breakfast. Like, it's this older construction worker that's, like, hangling <laughs> off some piece off, like, the penthouse of, like, 86th floor. And he's risking his life for it all and there's this older gay man that's in his apartment just recording him while his son's playing in the background being like oh he's handsome he's very handsome I wonder what I wonder what his story's about like it's just weird and then he was like eating a banana and he's like his son's like in the back he's like uh oh, dad he's eating a banana like he's two like three or whatever like just doesn't know what's going on and then it's just him creepily like whispering into the phone mic being like yeah, he is. He's really handsome. Like, it's so creepy. So I hope you guys just take a moment, pause this, go subscribe to him, and be weirded out because it's ready for his takedown. Um, so that reminds me of, like, the Sex and the City episode where Miranda is, like, staring out her window at, like, it was, like, a, a hot guy in the apartment across from her, and she thinks that he's, like, interested and... You know, it's, like, a sexy thing that she, like, every night comes to her window, and he's, like, in his window at the same time. And she runs into him at, like, the grocery store a few weeks later, and he was like, are you that creepy old lady that's staring into my window at, like, 6 o'clock every night? Oh, I love that. Like, these construction workers are probably looking back and being like, oh, my God, there's Andy Cohen, that creepy fuck staring at us taking videos. Yeah, it's weird. Like, standing on his terrace in New York City taking videos of us. 
and saying all this weird shit and posting on Instagram. Like, and the thing is, he has millions of followers. It, w- it wouldn't be like he knew that a construction worker followed him. But they're probably all watching his videos, being like, "We're gonna sue because this is sexual harassment." Do you think there's like the morning like coffee at like eight a.m. that's like, "All right, who's going up? John, Michael, you going up?" And then they're like, "No, I don't want to deal with the creepy gay man that's gonna <laughs> stare and record his. Like, I'm not in the mood." And like, they're just like, "Well, someone's got to get up there and yeah. start working." <laughs> Somebody's gotta take this sexual harassment. <laughs> Get on up there. <laughs> oh, God. In other news, we're back to the royal family. The royal family it is. And that is the Kardashians. What's going on? So, Kylie apparently has been taking these short four, five, six-minute trips on her private jet that would take her... 20. They're not even six minutes. They're three minutes. Three to four minutes. Three to four-minute flights on her private jet that would take her 35 minutes driving and... California traffic and people apparently people are attacking her over it climate control monster all these things that are going on um if I had a private jet and I could dodge the traffic you bet your fucking ass that I would much rather get on a plane for four minutes than sit in traffic and drive for 35 minutes I wouldn't even drive here and it's not even 20 minutes yeah but like also let's be a little bit more um fuel efficient and get yourself a helicopter because a jet yeah a jet you need a lot a jet to go four minutes when you just get in a helicopter and everywhere in California has landing pads, like all the nice places have landing pads on their roofs. Do you think so it's like, like weird that like she is probably spending more time starting this plane up, taking off, and then going than she would just getting in the car? Yeah, like it takes Maybe a long that time is a little to weird. like board and deboard a plane than it does to actually just get in the car and drive for 35 minutes. Yeah, it's a little strange. But again, somebody needs to fuel the economy with the, fu- the fuel prices right now, and I'm so glad that she's taken it upon herself. <laughs> so maybe we got to tell her to lay off the, the PR train to like, she's cleaning this up. She is out here. She went to Target for the first time in five years and had to film it. What does she, where does she put it? Like on Instagram? Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. She's letting us know that she is just, she's like, yes, I did take the plane to get to this Target, but I'm just like you girlies. Where do you land a plane at Target? No, I'm just saying she probably did. Oh. <laughs> but she's like, I, she wants the girls to be like, hey, I don't want you to hate me. I am just like the normal girls. I'm just like you. I go to Target. I walk the aisles. I have them close the store so people don't see me. But, like, I am just like you, and I walk these aisles myself. I push this gross little cart, and I get a Starbucks, and I enjoy it. I enjoy my little Saturday afternoon. Did she give us a Target haul? No. Couldn't even see, like, what. It's just, like, her kids, like, hitting toys in the aisle, making a mess. Can you imagine how much money she spent in that Target? Like, we go to Target, and we're like, let's be conservative and only spend $300 today. She probably took those kids to Target, and they spent a grand total of at least $75,000. Like, they bought everything in that fucking Target. I want to tell you something that you're not going to believe. What? I, the other day, went to Target with a friend, and I was walking, and, like, we were ready to check out. And I looked up at the mirror, like, the like the video facing that mm-hmm. shows you. And she's checking out, and I looked at myself, and I was like, bitch, you fucking look snatched. And I've never, and I don't believe, like, I'm, I can, if I need to phone this person in, they can confirm that I had the best moment of my life looking at myself at this monitor back. Usually when you look up at yourself, you, like, look up at yourself and you're like, holy shit, I look like this. <laughs> I also, and then you also look where you're like, I am now going to be poor. I came in here, of course, for a deodorant and a little shaving, and now I can't pay my rent. But I looked at that camera the other day and I said, oh, my God, you did it. And I, I just can't let it go. It's been on my mind every day. I'm like, now I'm only going to use register three, self-checkout, look up at the camera and be like, 
Bitch, you still have it. Yeah, I look up at that camera and I say, who is this homeless gay man <laughs> standing here? <laughs> and why did I think it was okay to leave the house like this? And you know what's really embarrassing? Is the last time I went to Target, I had two girls that recognized me off of TikTok. I, I was walking towards these two girls mm-hmm. in an aisle. And I heard them say, is that her? Mind you, I look like I just got done on a bender. Like, I don't think I brushed my hair. I washed my face. I'd probably brushed my teeth. You left the Motel 6 just two minutes ago. Yeah, I literally just packed up my shit out of the Motel 6 and, you know, got everything in the car. But (laughs) anyways, I'm walking towards these two girls and I hear them say, is that her? And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I'm like, you know, I'm the type that if somebody's staring me dead in the face, I stare back as like an intimidation tactic, like what you do to dogs. So like (laughs) they're staring me dead in the eyes and I'm staring these girls dead in the eyes too. And then they're like, I'm pretty sure she announced that she's pregnant on TikTok. Does she look like she's pregnant? At the time, this was like three weeks ago. You have the girls gossiping in the candle aisle? Like what's going on? At the time, I really didn't even look like I was pregnant. I was probably wearing baggy clothes too. And then I heard one of the girls say like, she doesn't look pregnant. So they like go into the other aisle and I loop around the same aisle. God damn it. Of course, I had to make it even more awkward. So I loop around to the same aisle and I'm like, yeah, it's me. And they're like, oh my God, we knew that was you. Like, we follow you on TikTok. Like, we're your biggest fans. But the way I stared these girls down with a death stare. Like, I ready was to like, fight them? They are probably like, oh my God, I think I think she's going to, like, fight us. Like, and, <sighs> you know, I should be friendlier in public. You should try. I should probably put on my happy face, but my happy face makes me look like a serial killer. Or, like, I'm Yeah, actually don't do that. So, like... <laughs> Well, Nothing like being recognized in a fucking Target. It was like a bag of shit. And now you can't go to that Target <laughs> and anymore. And now you like, can't go to that Target ever again. Well, I also see that Chloe's out here posting on the yacht selfies. She is letting us know that the crown may tilt, but it never falls. Tristan is out in Greece holding hands with other whores. Chloe, shut the fuck up. Girl. That 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 crown has hit the ground and it's, it's dented. Done. It's, it's dented. It's it's all the jewels up. have fallen out yeah. and we can't even give this to the next RuPaul's Drag Race. You got your uh, baby daddy out here holding hands with other whores in Greece, and you're out here talking about the crown doesn't fall. The crown already fell, and he already dragged your ass. So like, let's just keep it moving, sweetheart. Well, that's it for this week's hot topics. Kylie, you can take a break. We're not mad at you. You don't have to keep posting. Save it for the vault. This week's main topic is all about growing out of relationships and friendships. Messy. (laughs) Very messy. Messy boots. (laughs) And before I go into this, I just want to say, if you think this is about you, it's not. And if you want to think you know the person, you don't. I was just choked on my spit, and then I just... (laughs) I just had to stop. And anything we say cannot be held liable. Um... I mean, do you have anything? Like, do you have anything coming to mind? A person? I mean, yeah, but it's not great. Like, I... There's a reason why I fall out of friendships and relationships with people. And I have no problem doing it. Sometimes I hold on to things longer than I should, whether Mm -hmm. it's, like, an actual relationship that I'm, you know, dating somebody or it's a friendship. But at some point, you gotta call it quits. And you gotta move on. You gotta go your separate ways. And Well, I also say, and you know this, I've said this many times to you, I'm like, at this age and this time in life, why would I ever fight with a friend now? Yeah. Like, why? Like, if me and a friend, like, I don't even want to, like, dis- like a disagreement. Why? I'm, why? I don't even, I don't care if it's family. I don't want to solve anything. No. There's nothing that needs to be solved. If you can't, if I can't understand you at this rate and be like, okay, either if you're even having a bad day or an off day, like, you don't take things. I don't think... 
I don't think we've gotten to a fight in years. Like, it's probably been a good <laughs> six, seven. I just don't care. Like, what What yeah. am I going to fight? Like, you should know your friend long enough. Like, and yes, we have our, like, moments of, like, an episode. But, like, we're not going to take it personal. Like, it's nothing personal wrong. No. It's just like, oh, you're... Ha- I'm like, if you could have a flip-out moment, I'm like... The bitches have a moment. Walk away. And I'm, I'm fucking, it's not about me, bitch. Move on. Like, get over it. So, I don't know. I feel like if you're fighting with people and you're moving and you have to, like, solve things and have conversations, I'm not going to eliminate all of that because it's just <laughs> down the hill. Like, we're just going to continue this route and it's not going to go anywhere good. Yeah. And I used to be that kind of person that would be like, we got to figure this out and keep this going Ugh. and hold the grudge. Now, I'm like, just go do you. And I want you to, and now I'm like, I want you to thrive. Even before I'd be like, no, I want you to get, like, do horrible. Like, no, I'm like, now I'm just like, I want you to thrive. I want you to be amazing. I just don't want you near me. Well, that's called maturity, and I really appreciate that. And I it's want just that growth. for you. Just so much growth. Come on, therapy working. Yeah, because I don't care if they do well or if they don't do well. Like, I just cut off relationships and friendships, and I just keep it moving. I don't care. I don't care to revisit the topic, the situation. Yeah. And just like you said, trying to resolve something with a friend. Like, I understand in a relationship, relationships take work, and it takes, like, compromise and like communication and if something's going on you guys need to talk about it but a friendship shouldn't be like that I don't think that it should be like that no I mean other people have different opinions on topics like this I think that all relationships and friendships need work but putting work into a friendship and trying to like talk things out and understand what's going on and where things went wrong that's just above me because the older I get the more I realize that I don't need all these friends to begin with I don't have the time for it number one I don't have the energy to be putting it into like toxic situations with friends. Mm -hmm. I have other productive things that I could be doing and like spending my time and my mental energy thinking about that why am I putting thought and effort into this? Like, it's just too much for me. I And I also really big believer in, like, things happen around the times. Like, I had a big fallout with a very... I mean, I would say big fallout. Like, now I've, I don't even know. But, like, it was a long-term friend. And... But then another... But it's funny is now, like, one of my really close friends now, I m- knew them for my whole life, but now they are more in the picture at that same time. And I'm like, if that one person didn't, like, leave that other person wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So, and that person that's now here has, I think, honestly taught me so much that I'm, like, really probably my therapist. She mm-hmm. is my therapist. And, like, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. Because I used to be, like, in my mindset, I would literally have a friendship and I'm, like, I need to make them the villain in my head. I need to, like, cut and dead, like, whatever, but still hold on to it. Still, and now I'm just, like, do you? Yeah. I want you, I, I do want, I don't care. I don't, I don't want you to thrive or whatever. I just, I'm like, I want you to just not be around. <laughs> like, I want you to go away from like, me yeah, like, that shit. It's just, I just, I'm like, I really like want nothing but the best, but I just don't need it. Like now, and I also think after a long period of time, mm-hmm. is it worth, like for you, for me, it's not worth going back to. No, 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 no. Every time I end something with somebody Dead it. It's done. I never revisit the topic. I don't try to work things out. I don't want any communication. 
which is like shitty on my part. And it probably shows that I have like something mentally wrong with me and that I need therapy. And me and my friend always talk about that. We say, is it healthy that we can just cut people off and just keep on moving? Like, is there something mentally wrong with us? Because most people, they put in like effort to see where it went wrong. And then they try to like, you know, rebuild things. But I'm just so good at like cutting people off and just never looking back. No, I think that's a good because honestly, the more time I spent trying to figure out what went wrong and also owning my part and then realizing their part too and Mm -hmm. also letting go of like you're not going to get the closure you need from a friend and it's fine and you don't need it you can literally move on (laughs) from it you do not I don't like closure I'm like just let go of it but it's better to just cut it off and just move on and like because what is that even if you do all that that reflecting and finding out now what? Now what? Now what? Mm-hmm. Now what? We're going to go to dinner in six months for what? Yeah. Like, I'm... you don't fit in anymore. Like, and the same, but it goes vice versa. I don't fit in in their life anymore, but then they wouldn't fit into my, like, now we're just different people. So, yeah, like, it's like trying to shuffle a puzzle piece into a, into a slot that doesn't fit. Yeah. Like, like you return keep, to sender, just you be keep done. Trying, you keep trying to move it around and you keep trying to, like, rotate the piece, but every time you try to shove it in the puzzle piece, <laughs> it just doesn't fit and it's awkward and you're like, now you gotta what? let it go. You gotta but let I, it go. I think people take friendship breakups sometimes even worse than, like, a relationship breakup because oh, it's why? a different, because it's a different level of trust and depending on how long you've been friends for, like, you have friends that have been there for past, like, a decade. Like, that's your everyday consistent and that's your person you go to about your relationship chips your inner things that you're not going <laughs> to tell like what the fuck do you do now that they're not there like I think you I mean I had a moment where I was like what the fuck am I going to do like this it's like but down to little things like oh I had a squirrel well you'd be the person I call so like <laughs> what the fuck who am I calling now to let them know I just had a fucking squirrel like it makes no fucking sense but it's like the littlest things that like kind of matter you're like well wait a second what the fuck do i do but then when you realize and i think it's good to have the mentality like that is like no one needs to know about the fucking squirrel let the squirrel go i am a grown-ass human being i do i don't need to be letting people know about these little things that happen in my life i think i used to be a codependent bitch and now and i'm admitting it i this is a time for self-reflection and i'm gonna be very confident and brave and controversial let the fucking con like codependency go you don't need it you can learn how to say no to people and not tell them a reason why you can and also when people want to get back like i feel like when people are like okay well it's been time and like let's work things out and like or I like to see you and catch up. I'm like No, that's giving me hives. I don't want to do that. It's a little stressful. It's very stressful. I got married and during the process of planning a wedding, I lost two friendships. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like these friendships were already dying and they were they yeah. were hanging on by a thread and it just took something so tiny and minuscule to make me realize while I'm going through such a stressful time in my life planning a fucking wedding. (laughs) In six months in another country. Yeah, in six months in another country that I don't need these people in my life. And I just cut it off at the knees. And and you don't think back. You don't look back. You don't think anything. I really didn't even want to explain myself on why I wanted to cut these people off because I I thought it would be like self-explanatory as to why I didn't want them in my life anymore. But, like, of course, these other people needed closure. (laughs) You're like, what's that? I don't get what. Why do you need this? And, like, the going back and forth and the fighting and the you're a bitch and what did I do wrong and it was all you. Listen, I don't get it. Oh, see, I won't do any of that. Yeah. Listen, what you're not going to do is tell me what I did wrong because there's a reason I cut you off. There's a reason I did that wrong thing. You would have cut me off first if I did something to you. So, therefore... 
let it go. Let's keep it moving. We'll move our separate directions. But these people only want to see me do bad in life. Mm -hmm. And they've always only wanted to see me do bad in life. And they've only wanted to talk shit about me and have nasty things to say about what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. Therefore, at the end of the day, these people are not my friends, and I am so glad that I just... Let it go. I let it go. It's a, it's a weird behavior, but I truly believe that when you get older, you really think, like, mm-hmm. you don't need these people around. You, you don't. don't need this many people around. I don't need... I just need, like, three good people. I'm yeah, good. Like, that. I can it. move on from that. I don't need to entertain the chaos and confusion. Yeah. There's no reason for it. And it's now to the point that, like, every time somebody brings up these two people's names around me, they also have nothing but bad things to say about them. And I'm like, I don't know if you're, like, shitting on them because you know that I'm not friends with them anymore, but, like, I could have told you that they were shitty people. And if you would have asked me straight up, like, hey, do you think I should continue my relationship with so-and-so? I could have told you, no. Yeah. They're terrible people. You know that they're terrible people. Let's just... Call a spade a spade and move on yeah See, and like and then now that i'm pregnant i'm sure they have nothing but terrible things to say about me being pregnant which i did hear one of them say nothing but terrible things about me being pregnant and i just want to let you know your life is a train wreck and that's all i have to I say about that and i truly Sip my fucking tea <laughs> good night goodbye turn off the lights it's time to wrap it up wrap it up in a bow gift paper i don't give a fuck i'm done but get don't, it the fuck out of my way don't ever ever think that you're going to maintain another relationship with me because that shit has fucking died. I just will also never understand when people, after like something, even like when people stop being friends or break up in relationships or anything, when people are like, have you seen, have you heard, or did you know this no, person? Like, I don't I'm care. done. And I'm going to be honest, if I didn't block the person like that, because that's toxic, don't block. Like, I'm not going to block. No, I delete, I don't block because I don't want to see what you're doing. Oh, I I'm mute. Care. I'm mute. No. I love a mute. Because here's the thing is, we still follow, we still, everything's cool, but I don't need to see it. Like, I just don't need to be around it. And, and if you ask me about them, I'm not going to say anything. Like, I don't. I don't know them. I don't have, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know them, them anymore. anymore. <laughs> so, like, that's, like, literally asking me about the cashier at Giant. Like, I don't know her. I don't know Sandy. But, like, good for her. Like, I'm th- like I hope she thrives. Go off, sis. Yeah. Pop off. Yeah, there's just nothing that I need to add to the situation or add to the fire because I don't know these people anymore. At one point, you know, they were my really good friends, but what do I have to add to the situation on somebody that I don't know anymore? Even though I only hear negative, nasty things, I'm not seeing it with my own eyes, so therefore I have no no input on the situation, but... I think the biggest thing to take away from this is know when to let go and know when to walk away from something. Uh, and But once you do it, don't go back. Do not go back. I mean, that's the worst thing that you can do. And it's okay to fully just say, I'm done. I don't need this anymore. Camille Grammer once said it best, I can handle you, but I won't tolerate it. <laughs> and got up and walked away from Brandy Glanville in Vegas in like season five. And I will always remember that moment. And that's how I feel about everything. Know when to walk away. I don't care if it's your friend. I don't care if it's your family. I don't care if it's literally your parents. I don't care anything. Just leave. Like know when to just cut something off and just say, you know what? I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. And I always used to like, I'm not going to say always used to, but one time I can give you one instance on when I tried to fix a, a relationship where I broke up with a guy 
And I said, and he kept contacting me. He said, please, let's just talk it out. Let's go out to dinner. Let's just sit down and see if we can work this out. And I said, you know what? Maybe we can work this out because this was, like, at one point a serious relationship. No, it fucking wasn't. But anyways, we, you know, had a lot together. (laughs) So I said, you know what? I can sit down and I can talk to you. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to cry in public. You're not going to yell at me. Like, I'm going to do this in a public setting because I know where this is going to go. So we went to a Panera. And, of course, as soon as we sit down, he starts crying hysterically. Nothing good happens at a Panera. But go on. He starts crying hysterically. And in my mind, I said, I'm I'm good because I know that, number one, this can't get physical. Well, it can get physical in public, but it won't. He's not going to lay hands on me in public. Not at the the local Panera. He's not going to yell at me in public. And I hope to God that he doesn't cry. But as soon as I sat down, of course he just started with the waterworks and the please take me back i didn't i don't we can make this work and blah 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 and i said i'm throwing up my mouth right now like am i thinking of the person that i think this is yeah you're making me ill the fact that you're crying like this shows why i left you in the first place and (laughs) and i think in that moment and i'm not going to give too many details and speak for you but i will say that you were in a very long relationship and tried and you knew fully. And I've never seen you know something so fully and literally be like, and I think there was a trip involved and I'm going to give you your bag for this. You worked it out with this person and said, like, you were fully done. You were ready to walk away. You had nothing more to yeah. give. And he's like, let's go on a vacation. We can make it work. And well, like, the, I we guess can... that vacation was already booked and you already paid for it. And like, you were like, well, I guess I, we're going to work things out and we're going to try on this vacation. And every day of this vacation, I would receive a text being like, when I get home, I'm, I, we need to go get the U-Haul. Like, when I get home, the U-Haul has to be picked up. Yeah, like, because I remember this because he was like, I wanted to break up. I sat down with him. I said, listen, this is not going. You the, fully broke up This is before. not going the way that I want to live my life. Uh, we're both young. At the time, I was a fucking 10. A fucking 10. You were and living. I was living. I was going back and forth to New York and Miami to work all the time. And I'm like, look at all these hot-ass dudes that, like, I mean, my sex drive was through the roof, and I'm like, I want to, like, fuck all these dudes, and then I'm with this dude back home in Maryland that makes me ill when I look at him. Like, and when It was he your t- roommate. I Literally, touches, that was a roommate. When he touches me, I'm like, I'm throwing up in my mouth. But anyways, I approached him. I said, we should break up and, and just go our separate ways, and he's like, please don't do this. Why don't we go on a vacation and make this work? My dumbass pays for the fucking vacation. I'm like, you know what? Maybe we can make this work. Let's go on vacation. You know what a vacation entails is we're going to get a hotel room and try to, I'm going to try to have sex with you the whole time we're on vacation, which is like, (laughs) just sent me over the fucking edge. Not only did I pay to go on this fucking vacation in this hotel room, I now have to deal with you trying to hunt me all the time, like a fucking horny dog. And like, I can't even stand to look at you and stomach you. And I, we came back home, and I said, Garrett, it's time to call the U-Haul place. What I'm going to do is I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go to my mother's house. The next day, we're going to go with this U-Haul, and we're going to pack up the whole entire house in two hours and get the fuck out of there because I can't stomach this man anymore. No, and I was like, in the whole time, and I, and I told you how it was every day of that damn trip. I said, bitch, I told you not to go. I told you that it was not worth it. You know, if we would have went on this trip and he would have said, you know, I'm not going to touch you. <laughs> We are going to be two platonic friends on this beautiful romantic getaway. Sharing a king bed, ocean front, but I'm not going to touch you. But the fact that as soon as you get into a hotel room with a man, it's like... Go time. It's go time. Like, they're just humping the air. Like, they're just like, (laughs) so when are we going to get it in? And 
I, I don't want to get it in. I, I want to go home. What I want to do is go pack up my shit. You're literally, the whole time you're having sex, you're literally thinking, I'm like, okay, I cannot forget. I have literally something in the right closet. There might be something in the attic. Is there something in that attic? I don't think I put anything in the attic. Oh like, you have God. to fully go through the home, each door. You're like, I'm going to get that kitchen. I got a great glass set from Home Goods. I'm not going to let that go. Oh, like, my life at that time was just so sad, but you're, like, like going on a vacation, and the whole time just, like, thinking about how you're going to go home and break up anyways. <laughs> Your escape plan. Like, okay, how, should, I break, should I do it at another Panera? Should I, where should we step it up? Oh, yeah, so about the Panera. Yeah, we said... <laughs> All roads lead back to Panera. Oh, my God. All roads lead back to Panera. Anyways, we go to Panera, and we sit down, and he wants to, like, talk it out and try to hash things out about our relationship. And as soon as I sat down with him, I said, uh, I don't even know why the fuck I came here. <laughs> like, I don't know if I came here because I was hungry, but, like... You wanted a bread bowl? I'm not going to watch this 30-year-old man cry in front of me in front of my broccoli and cheese bread bowl with my... <laughs> My apple on the side. Also, crying in public, get it together. Oh, my God. Especially a man. Like, God. What are you doing? That was bad. You're literally giving me hives, and I only get hives when I get really nervous, and you're making me fucking nervous. (laughs) I cannot believe I'm so glad that is over. Anyways, the moral of the story is when a relationship or a friendship is dead. Well, pack your shit in a U-Haul within two hours and get out. Move on. I don't care if it's your physical stuff or your like your memory, your your thoughts, your internal like bank. Just yeah. pack it up and yeah. go. Just move on and never look back because it's not worth giving the time or the effort to try to figure out where things went wrong. <laughs> So one of my favorite parts of the show are the Q&A questions yeah. where we give advice on anything. The last two weeks, this is the second week of us doing this, is we went on Reddit and I love the juicy shit on Reddit. I love to just scroll through and read it because it makes me feel like I'm completely normal because there's all these like thoughts in my mind that I have and when people put it on the internet, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not as crazy as I thought I was. As you thought you were? A hundred. I really am like, I see things, I'm like, why? I mean, I'm good, it's anonymous, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, I, like, read these things and I'm like, oh my god, you're going through this? Like, why? Why? Like, what are you doing? I just love how, like, people treat Reddit like an actual therapy session. And I hope to God that they're not taking, like, these people on Reddit's actual advice because some people are just as off the wall as the person that posted it. No, my problem is... You'll go through the questions. I'm going through the comments. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in that comment section seeing what Dave0814 <laughs> has to say because I am in it. I want to know what the fuck you're going to answer back to. <laughs> Big Eggplant 169. <laughs> Like, they're so good. Like, hung low, 22. And he's going to let you know that you should leave your boyfriend because he wants to fuck you. So he, there's there's better men out there. No, there isn't. So honestly, if you're, you've come to, you've come to Reddit with your issues, stay. I'm actually, everything I said in this last hour, just stay. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Because I don't think anyone else can help you, especially not the comment section. But oh what are you, God. well, do you want to go first or what, man? You should go first. Okay, so what I grabbed is we. I kept it in the line of growing out of your friends. Um, I, 34-year-old uh, female, my former best friend from elementary school, and we had a huge falling out over her not liking my fiancé. We started having tension when I first started to date my current fiancé. I don't know why she wrote current. Which led to my fiancé and her never really getting a solid chance to become even cordial. One, 
I'm gonna say this. How many times you let me know that you have a fiance? I get it, girl. After multiple times to make them get along and get a chance for them to get to know each other, it's ended up never working out. It ultimately led to us taking a break from our friendship. I miss my best friend, but when I try to reach out and meet up, it just seems like there isn't that connection anymore. Should I continue to keep trying or in reaching out or just let it go? Um, oh God. I want to say what I want to say, but I feel like it's going to be rude. It, yeah. <laughs> Most of your answers mostly would be back very rude. Yeah, your friend is giving lesbian energy and territorial lesbian lesbian energy. So therefore, I think there's a reason why she's not getting along <laughs> with your fiance. Well, I mean, if you started fighting beforehand, then and you don't like, I get this. If you start, if you meet someone, if I were to like say we're in a fight and then I start dating someone and then I'm like telling that person like, God, they're such a fucking bitch, like fuck them like because you're mad you know yeah and then you try and like make an introduction but that person that doesn't know you is already gonna be like go in with like these bad vibes and energy about you i kind of blame you because there's no real like you've also fucked that up you already set the tone for the relationship and how he's not gonna like her this person yeah he's not gonna like her now he's going in thinking that this person's a fucking bitch and they can't be trusted and they're not good energy around so and then you're gonna listen also probably to them as well because that's how you're gonna be and bitches love to date someone new and be like fuck everyone i know fuck my family fuck my friends fuck my job everything and i like those girls though i'm gonna be a ride or die for this man and this man that you've known for five minutes i like a girl like that you know what your priorities are in straight (laughs) (laughs) i would i think you could let it go you've ruined it there's i think you were the one who probably messed this up your friend probably is also maybe a bitch but (laughs) what else are you gonna like what are you gonna do i really don't know because this whole topic makes me anxious i don't know why like i just i just think that two people that have beef with each other over i guess another per- i don't know like well, you didn't have anyone what were like, you you didn't have anyone like come in not like eric though no because that'd be weird like be for weird. what for what like it's giving thruple energy for no reason like <laughs> why what? are you guys having all this beef together when you're not in a relationship technically like this one girl is in a relationship with her fiance obviously she loves to say the word fiance she's probably one of those girls that can't wait to get married and take 700 pictures on her wedding day with her and let you have hear, and let you hear it for and, the next year and a half and let you hear it for the next eight years and every time that there's a, a birthday party or a holiday she's gonna post her wedding pictures but anyways that's not of my fucking business. I just can't stand girls like that. But anyways, so it's giving weird energy because why are you beefing with your friend and your fiance and why are they beefing with each other? I think that there's something weird that went on there and maybe just cut it off with all of them. Yeah. I like that idea. You know what? Just restart. Yeah. Like, listen, you guys are all pissing me off and giving me this like weird energy. So therefore I'm going to remove my situation or remove myself from the situation with the both of you because you're, you're giving weird energy. It's weird energy. I just really believe it's strange. I think if you go into something bad and you've now set the tone, you're going to, now you get what you get. Yeah. You set the tone. You got to move on. So I'm going to let you know, girly pop, leave them both. Leave them both. Just just go. Pack your shit in a U-Haul and move to a different state. Change your name and just 
Try it out somewhere You'll else. You'll find a new fiance and a new friend. Maybe you can try this all over again and see if it works with two other people. Now, you've gone to Reddit. Now you know what happened <laughs> and we have answered you. So now you know what you need to do. So it's on you now. It's on you, girl. So what do you have for me? Mine's a little long and I have ADHD and this person also wrote like a fucking idiot. So I'm going to try my best at this. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go take an Adderall and like, let's figure this out in the next 15 minutes. It's kind of like decoding um, Britney Spears <laughs> Instagram, Instagram bios. If you need help, on. I can tune in. Okay. So. So my husband and I have been married under a year and our sex life needs reviving. He is happy with having sex every once in a while and I want it much more frequently. I'm hoping that if I come up with new ideas that we can unlock something in him. I guess I'm looking for a miracle as I know that this desire isn't directly linked to us having boring sex, but it's worth a try. I've asked him to tell me a fantasy he has so we can try it, but he can't come up with anything but in a bed. He is open to trying new things, so this won't be a completely fruitless mission. I'm open to trying most things, just struggling to think outside the box, so I thought perfect strangers could share their fantasies for me to try. Hmm. Your husband's gay, and he's fucking around on the side. Why does he not want to have sex? What's going on there? I mean, I think like relationships, they have like their moments of like... It's hot and heavy, and then it's not. And, yeah. like, it's okay to, like, have a moment where, like, you're not newlyweds or, like, you just started dating. Like, it's okay to have a normal Tuesday where you don't have to fuck your brains out. <laughs> but if you're unhappy and you're not satisfied, you, one of you should figure it out. Either someone's already getting taken care of somewhere else, mm-hmm. or maybe you should start being taken care of by somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's nothing better than being in that honeymoon stage of a relationship where you just want to fuck each other's brains out all the time. But at some point, it comes to an end, and my husband and I, for the first, like, year and a half, like, we were, like, rabbits. Like, we were, like, a girl and a boy rabbit. You put them in the same room together, and then they just hump each other for hours at a time. Like, it was absolutely insane, and I've never had that much sex in my entire life because I was never a sexual person until I met him. And then, you know, life happens, and things happen, and the honeymoon stage drops off, and says the pregnant woman but go on says the pregnant woman with absolutely no sex drive or drive to do anything else but lay on the couch or lay in a bed and not have sex but anyways my husband likes um to use this this little phrase that he knows sends me over the edge (laughs) he likes to say why don't you put something a little sexy on for me while he's wearing the same basketball shorts for a week and the same t-shirt Um, And he probably also hasn't showered in two days or shaved or gotten a haircut. And he likes to tell me to put something a little sexy sexy on. How dare you? Fucking men. And, you know, I don't like to attack anybody verbally. But when he (laughs) says shit like that, it sends me over the edge. And I will attack. You're like, I want to break all your shit. It's like, and I'm just thinking of, because we recently, and maybe, hopefully, I mean, did you ever go through the bag of the stuff we got recently? I don't even know where the fuck I put it. Because I hit it because it was like, wasn't I giving it to him for like a holiday, like Valentine's Day or something? And I hit it. Well, no, let's take it to a real... Let's break it down real quick. I'm going to stop this real quick. I went to... I said, let's go to Target, and then let's spice it up and go find a sex toy shop. And we went to this... It's like a Subway slash sex toy shop. Remember that? Yeah. And it was so strange. And I was like, I'm going to... You did not know what poppers were. No, and I've heard of it. I just never knew what it was. And I was like, well, we're going to buy you some. And... 
I was like, this is going to spice a little thing up. And you, we were, like, buying outfits and, like, stupid shit. Just, like, now we got... You get a little excited once you go in these trashy places. You're like, okay. I love little outfits in a box, like, little hustler outfits in a box. But never to actually use them. I like the ones, like, the, the new strippers wear. They go to these little sex stores and buy these little hustler outfits in a box. And they're like, I'm going to wear this at the strip club. But really, it's just, like... You're not trying to spice things up in their relationship, wearing these things. You shouldn't be wearing that inside of a strip club. (laughs) And I just feel like, so I run into that, but so you, you you probably just have a bag hidden somewhere. This poor man doesn't even know that you have. Do these poppers pregnant? First of all, I always thought poppers were, it's like a, a drug. Like I always thought it was like an illegal drug. And then Garrett, what is a popper? Explain it to me because well, I still really all, have no fucking clue. It's VCR cleaner. So let's get there. So you're huffing VCR cleaner. Yes, and you sniff this bottle and it will relax muscles to be able to have backdoor action. Okay, so this is I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to sign up for I'm it. I'm surprised your husband's ears hasn't perked up four levels up. I know, I'm surprised <laughs> he's not like oh. <laughs> Wait, does someone say what? Back to reaction. <laughs> <laughs> but so we went, we got this stuff or whatever, but I don't think that's gonna make things better in this situation. Yeah. I've never been with a man with a low sex drive. It's always been me with a low sex drive, and I think it has a lot to do with my job and being around gross men all the time that turns me off because I do a lot better sexually when I'm not working in the industry that I work in. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, it's the last thing you think of. But I do know a guy that I'm really good friends with that recently told me that he was like having issues sexually and that he was dating a a new girl so this guy takes very good care of himself he goes to the gym like he's very healthy um an attractive guy he started dating this new girl and he said that they went to go have sex and he just couldn't get it up for some reason and i had to explain to him like maybe it's the environment that we work in that is making you feel this way because that's what happens to me like when I work in this environment for so many days in a row or so many months in a row or years in a row, my sex drive really plummets because I'm viewing men a certain way, but you're a man in this industry and you're probably viewing girls a certain way. And then when you went to go have sex, nothing was happening. And he was so confused that he like ran to the doctor the next day to go get his blood work checked out. Everything was fine. And then like a week later, he revisited the subject again and it was fine. And it worked. For him. So, like, I've never been in a relationship where a guy has a low sex drive, but it does happen. I think there's, like, circumstances that make men have a low sex drive and not be able to perform in the way that they want to perform. (laughs) So I feel like in this situation, I feel like if you are the one, if you guys, like, can't talk it out and just say, like, some things. I feel like people feel awkward to say it. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I've been in relationships before where, you know, they're coming to me and saying, why don't you have sex with me? And I'm like, because I hate you. (laughs) I don't think I can have sex with somebody that I hate. Right? I mean... I mean, eh. I mean, it depends. But coming up with, like, fantasies for him to... That's just fucking awkward. Like, if he hasn't... If he can't name a fantasy that he has in his head then he's just not interested he probably doesn't want to have sex with you anymore and he's probably getting it fulfilled somewhere else these wild fantasies somewhere there's some else. little dumb co-worker named jessica that is fucking him i have a story hit me i totally just i don't know why i didn't think of this so i was in a relationship that was very toxic for her <laughs> a younger half of my years 
And okay. this in. guy that I dated was very into anime. Did I ever tell you about this? No, but I, I know who... I can tell by anime that I fucking know who it is. Yeah, so, like, I would come home from work, Ugh. and he'd be, like, watching anime, and, like, I knew that he, like, liked to watch, like, that anime porn and shit, which was, like, very weird to me. Anyways, so, Ugh. um, he would always be like, why don't you watch anime with me? Like, it's really cool, like, you should get into it, like, I don't understand why you won't watch it. Like, I watch Your Real Housewives, and I watch Bravo, and I watch, like, Bad Girls Club with you, but, like, you can't watch anime with well, me. one is an art form, and the other <laughs> is that but go on. So, like, he would always pressure me to try to watch anime with him, and I would be like, listen, I don't want to watch anime, I think it's fucking weird, and it, like, grosses me out, I don't know why you like anime, it's for, like, children, and you're in your 20s like give it a break and find something else to watch so one day he approaches me and he says caitlin i had sex with somebody else and i was like devastated i was like how could you do this to me and he was like well i asked you to watch anime and you weren't interested so i found a girl that liked anime just as much as i do and we you know, she came to my house and we watched anime together and one thing led to another and the next thing you know, we were having sex. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am putting myself in this situation real quick and in my mindset, that moment, I don't care if it was 20 years, we have a family, memories, <laughs> in that moment, I would be like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'd leave everything. I don't even care what you have in your house. Leave everything. And I yeah. would just be like, ew. But not even, ooh, like, I can't believe you did this. I'm like, you guys deserve each other. When you oh, thought, yeah, that's exactly that, what I those said. are two people that found each other. And honestly, I'm going to say this. I don't care being your friend. Fuck your happiness. They found it. They and found you it. honestly are the third one. So honestly, yeah. how dare you get involved in their, lo- like, their love story? And like, you know, those people that you went to like high school with that, you know, they just watch it. They watch anime. They're huge anime fans. They have posters of anime in their room. No, I really don't because I don't hang around anyone like that. But go on. No, you can imagine what they look I like. I can right? imagine, yes. Yeah. So then, I'm imagining him right now. So I'm then, like, like, weeks later, I was like, you know what? I need to see what this girl looks like. So I found her on Facebook. I could tell you. And she looked just like the girl that would watch anime. And I... You can't compete with what you don't compare. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't even know why I was upset. Like... I, I was so upset when he told me that This he, is pre the boob job too. Yeah. I so was, like what? Yeah. Like I was so <laughs> upset when he told me that he had sex with somebody because she enjoyed watching anime with him and it was like a common ground. And You're then right, I saw why. what she looked like and I was like, it all makes sense. It, <laughs> it all, all makes sense. Honestly, like I really truly believe you cannot comp- you're not gonna compete with that. <laughs> you and, can't. And you can't compete. It's the same thing when I say if a guy cheats on his like girlfriend or wife or woman with a man you're not competing with dick. No, you can't. You're not. So, you like, can't. let... Do you gotta let it go? I don't care what your the sick like circumstances are. You have to just now not be mad, not be sad. You have to really get over it. It's yeah. like you skip all the stages of anger and grief and mourning, and you're just content. You're like, I get it. It all... <sighs> it, it adds up. It tracks. And ever since then, he's only been with girls that look like they enjoy anime. And you know what? I'm so sad that I I couldn't do that for him. Can I just... I just gotta end this with this story, though. Because it just ties everything together. I will never forget the morning I was working for a company, a different company, years ago. And they had these big, huge cult meetings. Oh, my God. Like, once every three months. Where, like... Everyone around these buildings would all meet up in one big central building in, like, Virginia. 
and it was very cult like it was like 7 30 in the morning dj playing everyone's sitting down like the stress oh everyone is like literally competing for a job that's not there everyone's dressing in their highest like outfits they're everyone's been up since two in the morning tweaked out getting ready like it is cult like and i we shout out to the cult and I remember sitting there, and it's like an hour and a half in. You really can't have your phone out. Like, people are like, it's so judgmental. And we're sitting there, and they give out these, like, awards. And they put, like, a photo, and you really don't know. Like, they they really do a good job. And, like, I was sitting there, and I'm, like, not even paying attention. And I hear, like, the name of this man. And I'm like, hmm. And then I look up, and I notice that, like, there is a girl cropped out half. But I could tell that your... That was a bad bleach job at that time in your life. And it was some horrible, skimpy little Betsy Johnson dress that I could spot those beads and sequins from a mile away. And I look up and I'm like, is that Caitlin? And I'm like, what the fuck? And mind you, we didn't know that he worked there. We didn't Uh know anything. He went to a different store. Yeah, and this man gets up, takes this award, and he's like accepting it. And the whole time I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) Two, why the fuck is Caitlyn up on the screen right now at this hour? And, like, I remember texting you being like, bitch, you will not understand. Like, I, like, and it was silent when he's talking, and I'm just like, oh, my, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I could. Yeah, he had to, like, say, like, he, like, got up and said, thank you. I mean, he, and then I'll never forget, he worked at my location, like, a year later, and in the mornings, he would walk around, and I was really good with friends with his manager, and he would walk around and, like, I'd have to, like, tell him to fix things. Was he, like, the janitor? He wasn't, like, a, yes and no. Like he was, like, man. he had a manager role at that moment. I, a little bit. Good like, a him, tiny one. Because he never had a job when we were together besides yep. Arby's. Well, he was doing well at this. He was doing as good as it's going to get. And he would, like, have to, like, fix, like, a key code on, like, a door or something. So I'd be, like. Oh, advanced. I loved when he would come so to, like. So he technology <laughs> is what you're telling me. No, it was just like a screwdriver and hammer. But like, okay, well, I'm I'm pretty sure he would put it in a different way. <laughs> but I will say, I never. And he would always act like he doesn't. He didn't know me. And I'm like, I love this. Like, let's. And I would. I love to role play. And I would match the energy to a hundred. I would be like, it would be like nine thirty in the morning. I'm holding a coffee, doing a full walkthrough with like eight different people, and he's just staying there and would ask questions or simple stuff. But he would like not look him in the eye, not like act like he knows me. And I'm like, you know me. Like, what are you like? Figure out. Like, oh, we're gonna do this, and we we continued that like weird tension type of like. Mm, you don't really know me. It's not like this for a solid year, and I honestly respect him for that. I love a good long-term role play. It was a commitment, and you know what? He didn't have commitment with you, but he had commitment with me role-playing that he'd never met me in my life. Oh, God, I hope that he's healthy, happy, and thriving because, you know, there's men out there that need all different types of things, and I'm just... Not here to provide it. I'm not here to provide the anime um, aspect of that. Like, could you imagine me sitting down and watching anime? Absolutely fuck not. I I think I did it, like, once or twice, and I just sat there, and I'm like, I'm creeped out. I don't... And they're, like, talking in that voice, and they're, like, shooting across the screen. (laughs) What is this? And what am I watching? And why are you watching this? And why do you like this? Because this is giving me creep vibes. It's it's strange, and I know there's a whole this is a, there's a whole anime community that if God forbid one hears this, I'm scared. But like, it really is a weird thing that needs to just kind of. <laughs> and I'm gonna say we started with it, and I say we end it with it. Sutton Strack, you had your fun. Now let the mouse go. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right, guys. Well, I think that concludes our third episode of Monotone Thoughts. We were so thrilled and enlightened <laughs> to have you guys here. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm scared. All right. Please don't write me a new asshole for being an absolute bitch. Yeah. I'm going to promote that they do. But go <laughs> on. I, I really don't give a fuck. But anyways... <laughs> And that's a wrap for episode three. And we are very excited to say that we are going to see you guys on Wednesdays from now on. I know we said Thursday, but your we're, girls like to work. And, and we're moving on up a day. We're moving on up a day. And just so we can give you guys this bomb ass shit a day early. <laughs> so TTYL, T-T-Y-L bitches. bitches.